Well, as you can see, uh, you're live with Mr. Joe Habib from Ringside Reporter Live. He's in the house. And you're also joined today by me, Maestro, from Maestro A Boxing. Joe uh, and me, we do a show called Sucker Punch, usually Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern on my channel. But we figured it would be fun to uh, do it every now and again on Ringside Reporter Live and uh, get into the nitty-gritty of things that are not just boxing, but that also cross the lines into other interesting topics that are widely discussed and sometimes not so widely as it relates to current affairs. And uh, today, uh, Joe uh, and me, we want to get into uh, this whole Dillian White, Tyson Fury situation, 80-20 split. Is it fair? Is it exploitation? Uh, And also talk about some other things that uh, are interesting to us as well. Um, You know, and uh, we're going to get into those topics too. I want to talk a little bit about Omicron and about the uh, the virus, Corona that is, and uh, COVID-19. And I also want to get Joe's opinion on something I talked about today on my channel. Uh, The Jake Paul UFC (laughs) back and forth, um, namely... Dana White. Joe, what's cooking, fam? What's going on, brother? How you doing? Good, good. Uh, very good. Glad to be here on Ringside uh, Reporter Live. And uh, we've got uh, people here with us. Uh, Luis Reyes is in the house. Team Batman Boxing is with us as well. Uh, big shout out to the people joining us live. Uh, Joe, look, I got to get right into it. Topic of discussion. Um, Dillian White, 80-20 split. Uh, Matter of fact, it's the 20% that has people really up in arms. I'm going to play a video uh, real quick. Um, You know, it's a guy that I watch quite regularly, actually. His name is Ade Oladipo. He's out there in London. Uh, he actually works for the zone um, at times. Uh, you'll catch him on the UK broadcast specifically doing commentary out there. He wasn't too pleased when the WBC made big news last week and announced 80-20 would be the split and that this fight is going to purse bid on January 11th, which is right around the corner, actually. Um, so... Uh, you know, uh, we're going to get right into that. I'm just going to pull up the audio, Joe, and then I'm going to ask you for your opinion on it all. Let's have a listen. Uh, this is Ade Oladipo talking about the situation with White and Fury. Yeah, but what does, you know, Dylan White bring to the table? He's not a draw. Look at his pay-per-view numbers. That doesn't matter. That does not matter. Gillian White, whether you like him or not, or agree that he's not a big B-side or, you know, whatever, Gillian White is the WBC interim champion. Now, according to the WBC's own rules, that's a 55-45 split. Now, some of you might say, oh, but he might be mandatory. Even if he's a mandatory, it's a 70-30 split according to the WBC's own rules. 
how can a promoter go to the WBC and say, you know what, now let's make this 80-20. And WBC, yeah, sure. How can that happen? How is that allowed? That's some big bullshit. I'm sorry, it, it is. So again, take your allegiance to Tyson Fury away. Take the fact that you might think Dylan White's not a draw away. You can't have rules and then a promoter go to the sanctioning bodies and those rules then change. It, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And if I'm Dillian White, you fight this. Some people might say, and look, I, I'm guilty of it, hands up. I made a video a couple of days ago saying, look, I hope Dillian White doesn't price himself out of a fight with Tyson Fury. I take that back. I take that back. Go and get what you're worth. Go and get what's in the rules. Go and get it. Get your 55-45 split. The top rank can't go to the WBC and all of a sudden WBC say, okay, we'll, we'll accept an 80-20 split. No. No, 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 no. I, I think it's a fucking disgrace. And only in boxing. By the way, only in boxing. Hence why I say it needs a world governing body. Think of this happening in any, any other sport. Look, football. We all watch a bit of football. What's the biggest tournament in the world? World Cup. Who is the biggest team in the world? Brazil. Imagine Brazil... We're playing, this is so random, but I'm going to go random for you, so hopefully I can make my point a bit clearer. Imagine Brazil will play New Zealand in the final. By the way, the winner of the World Cup gets um, £35 million or something there or thereabouts. Obviously, look, you make a lot more for endorsements and stuff like that, but the winner of the World Cup gets £35 million. I think the loser gets around 15 20 But you're going to understand the point I'm making. Brazil are massive. 99% of the people watching it are watching it for Brazil. No disrespect to New Zealand, right? But 99% are going to watch it for Brazil. Imagine the head of Brazilian FA going to FIFA and saying, look, come on, it's New Zealand. It's not fucking Argentina or England. This is New Zealand. They're all watching this final because of us. What we should do is give New Zealand 2 million. We'll take the rest. They'll be happy with it. You know why? Because no one's tuning in for New Zealand anyway. You can't do that. I'm sorry, New Zealand have got there. They've made their way there. They'll get their split regardless. They're going to they're gonna get regardless what they deserve to get there. Now, say what you want about how Dillian White's got there. He's there. Dillian White's put himself in an interim or a mandatory situation. The splits are there. It's written in black and white, 70-30 mandatory, 55-45 interim. But yet all of a sudden, top rank are saying, no, 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 let's make this an 80-20 split because, because what? Because Tyson Fury is the bigger draw. It shouldn't work like that. And for too long... So, uh, I'll leave it there for now, Joe. I'll leave it there for now. But essentially, he's saying that the WBC has changed its rules, that it's written in writing in black and white, that it's a 55-45 split. Uh, my first issue with that is... No, it's not. Um, I mean, it says up to 55-45 or up to 45% in the case of an interim title list. And Dillian White, uh, yes, he's the interim title list. Why? I'm not too sure because Fury's been pretty active last few years uh, and has been defending the WBC belt. But what is it, Joe, that makes you think that people are so up in arms about this? Like, why are people that upset about this particular split when they weren't, if memory serves me well, that upset when it was Joshua, name your opponent, Joshua White, Joshua Wilder, uh, Joshua Parker, Joshua, uh, the, one of the more recent ones being the most recent, uh, Alexander Usyk. Joe. 
Here, here's the thing. Um, you hear people saying that WBC is not following their own rules, but nobody is taking the time to read the rule. And I've repeated this and said it several times. It says up to 45%. It doesn't say guaranteed 45%. And it also says at the WBC's discretion under certain circumstances, the purse bid splits can be changed. They can determine it under the special circumstances. Um, do I think 80-20 is fair? No, I think Dillian White should get more than 20%. But this whole thing about 45% is ridiculous. You know, and I, I hear people talk about what Dillian White does for pay-per-view numbers. Let me ask you this. Is Andrew Ruiz a pay-per-view star? Uh, I mean, in, in the United States, uh, I do not believe he's been on pay-per-view. Okay. Um. I think he was on pay-per-view with uh, Chris oh, Ariola. With Ariola, yeah, absolutely, yes. He's, he's but, been on pay-per-view, yeah. But, but is he a pay-per-view star? Mm, I would, I, I, you, I have a very strict criteria, Joe, for what I consider a star. So, because everyone's talking about what Dillian White does for pay-per-view numbers, and I, and I respect what he, what he, what he's done. I, I have no problem with that. But here's the thing: is is Andrew Ruiz a pay-per-view star? Yes or no? I would say no. I would, I would say emphatically no, right? Yeah, I would, yeah, I would what say. Is, what is the, the record? What is the record in the UK for the highest pay per view event ever? What sold the most pay per view uh, buys in the UK uh, for boxing? I should say. Well, thanks to you, Joe, I know the answer to this, and the answer is Joshua, uh, Joshua Ruiz two, or should I say Ruiz Joshua two? Joshua Battle Ruiz two. Battle of the Dooms. So, would you say that Vladimir Klitschko? Is a bigger star, well, a, a, a more well-known fighter, more popular fighter worldwide than Andrew Ruiz. One hundred percent. So, how did Joshua Ruiz too do more pay-per-view buys than Joshua um, Klitschko? Because again, and I hate saying this, and I'm going to sound like a hypocrite, because I hate this phrase that Max Kellerman used to always use. Because when he used it. In the, in the situation he would use it, I did not think it was applicable. He'd be watching a fight, and he'd be like, who's winning the story of the fight? And I'd be like, no, 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 no. It's a 10-point fucking must system. There's no story here. You score the rounds, 10-point must system. That's it. But where the story of a fight comes into play here is for an event. Everyone likes to talk about what has this guy done? But I've always said you put two people together that have a history or you put two people together under certain circum circumstances, excuse me, right? And that's the story of the fight. So when you sell a pay-per-view, you're not always looking at what the, what the, what this guy did in the past, what that guy did in the past. Sometimes you just put two guys together and that specific event, regardless of what the other guy did or what you did, that specific event, just booms like Floyd Mayweather, Oscar De La Hoya. Before that, Floyd Mayweather, his he did what three hundred fifty thousand pay per view buys with a Toro Gotti, right? Then he goes for, and so if De La Hoya was to say, or everyone to say, well, Floyd Mayweather brings nothing to the table here, but look what that event did. So again, because there was a story to that fight, just like with, with Ruiz Joshua, the, there was a story to that fight. Can Joshua get his redemption? 
is Ruiz a one-hit wonder, right? So it's people always want to bring up what, what, what this guy did for pay-per-view buys. It's not always about that. Again, it's the story of the fight in terms of selling a pay-per-view. So in that instance, I agree with that. So I have all the respect in the world for Dillian White. But the whole thing about the WBC not following its rules, and I said this before, ever since that um, Gianfranco uh, Rocha Cicchetti uh, sued them back in 2004, yep. they went and revamped all them rules at our discretion. Um, up to. Up to. Uh, uh, well, we well, can determine... Yeah, we can determine true. this subject to change. It's at the discussion uh, of the WBC. You know, and, 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 and they've put these, these fail-safe caveats in all their rules, just like just like it says for mandatory challengers, right? Up to our discretion to determine who will be the mandatory challenger. It does not – it even says in their rules, just because you're ranked number one, it does not mean you're the mandatory challenger. That's why you had a guy like Dominic Brazil who's ranked number five fight for become a mandatory challenger to Deontay Wilder, right? Well, yeah, and, and it also says, too, they can enforce as many – just because you win an eliminator, you they can they can have you fight as many eliminators as they want. So, again, this is this rule is not set in stone. It's up to. It's not guaranteed 45%. You know, and if Dillian White is going to start these negotiations at $10 million, start if that's the starting point, then what, 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 what does he want to end up at, right? So the best case scenario for Dillian White would be to have Eddie Hearn win the purse bids and let him pay him. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, when Eddie Hearn made an offer to Dillian White to fight for the heavyweight championship the first time against Joshua, he only offered him $5 million, right? So why did he only offer him $5 million? Eddie Hearn is, is notorious for, for lowballing opponents, right? Of the of of of, of his A side fighters, right? He's yeah. notorious for doing that. So again, I I think Dillian White should get more than twenty percent. Don't get me wrong; I think he should get at least thirty percent, in my opinion. But don't start at forty five percent, or don't lock yourself in at forty five percent and and have the starting point be at ten million, right? Yeah, look, now, I, I, go ahead, Joe. Now, if 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 the ending point is ten million, that's great. It's five point five five and a half million uh, uh, enough. I, I think you should get probably seven or eight, in my opinion. I think you should get thirty percent of the pay per view revenue. That's just my opinion. I I, I do think he's being lowballed at eighty twenty, but there's got to be a happy medium here. You can't just sit there and say he deserves forty five. Like Abe Abe is. Abe is um, what's his name? Addy or uh, Addy Oladipo. Addy Oladipo. He's way off there because he did not read the rules. No, he the did rule, not read the rules. The rule does not say uh, fifty-five forty-five. It says up to fifty-five forty-five. But you brought you brought up a couple uh, things, Joe, that I wanted to to talk about. Uh, one of the first ones is yes, Dillian White was in the number one position, but as any you know, more than casual observer of the sport will know, number one contender is not mandatory. In fact, oftentimes number one contenders have to face off against the number two or number three or number four to get into a mandatory position. So 
I've often heard, oh, he's been mandatory for a thousand days. It's he's never been. He, he's never been made the mandatory challenger ever. He, he wasn't made the mandatory challenger. And if you remember, I've got it up here. I'm going to full screen it so everyone can see it. Uh, back in April twenty April twenty fifth, uh, twenty eighteen, the WBC ordered a Dillian White Luis Ortiz eliminator. At the time, Dillian White was number one. All right, the purse bid was set for May uh, 25th in Mexico City, uh, and the purse split at that time was supposed to be 50-50. You know who refused that fight, Joe? Dillian White? Dillian White, uh, which is one of the reasons he wasn't made mandatory. So uh, that's number one. And I want to make this, this last point, Joe, and then kicking it right back to you. The point that I'm going to make is this. 80-20 split sounds crazy, right? Uh, well, let's assume, and I'm just going to make the numbers really easy for people here, that uh, this fight is worth $25 million. Uh, right now, we're, we're still battling with, with the COVID-19. We'll get into some of that later. The British Boxing Board of Control has, has said that fights won't take place in the new year in England which makes it a highly volatile uh, situation in terms of putting together fights and getting the biggest numbers possible together for a UK fight. But let's say this is a $25 million fight. Well, I'm assuming that Tyson Fury is not going to want to make much less than he's been making as part of his ESPN deal, which is approximately $20 million. And it was reported that Dillian White, uh, made about $5 million to face Povetkin. In that case, it was a 50-50 fight because he uh, had a rematch clause and was coming off of a loss. So in that scenario, 80% is $20 million, 20% is $5 million, $25 million fight. And in that case, if we go to a pay-per-view scenario, and we can get into the business of that later, Joe, in terms of how that might work in, in a DAZN deal, You'd assume that they'd make extra money off the back end on the pay-per-views. But 80% of $25 million is $20 million. And typically what the WBC has done, as uh, the WBO has too, is they average out your last few fights when making a, a split determination. And in this case, I believe that's what it's done. And something else happened here that might have uh, bit him in the ass. He reported his last purse at the WBC is 300,000 pounds. Well, was it 300,000 pounds, Joe, or was it, was it more than that? I don't know. But when you report that to the WBC and then they end up using that in their calculation of a split, that might be very, not very advantageous for you. But, go, Joe, go ahead. Well, the thing about this, too, is everyone's talking about percentages and – they're talking about uh, Dillian White being treated fairly. But has Joshua ever in his life given anyone 45%? Andrew Ruiz was champion, right? So you want to talk about interim champion getting 45%, right? Andrew Ruiz was champion, right? And reportedly he got $13 million and Joshua got $60 million, right? So what's 13% of that split going up against 60 million. One guy's getting 60 million as the challenger. One guy has not, 
and not one interim title, three full titles, right? He's got three full titles, not an interim title. And he's getting roughly less than 20% if you if you were to break that down. Right, so you're saying 60, 60 million to Joshua, Joe. You said sixty million to Joshua. That's and what they're how reporting. Much, how much to Ruiz? Uh, thirteen. Wow. What's 13. that? Uh, what's that? Uh, what, what's that? Like seventeen percent for it's, for, it's, for Ruiz? That's not even twenty percent, is it? No, no. And, and by the way, so and this is a guy who has not an interim title, but three full titles. So you want to talk about fair, and then the argument's gonna be, well, well, Ruiz never, never did it, uh, never sold. He's not this. He's not that. But Andrew Ruiz right now can say that he is part of the pay per view record in the UK. No other fight has sold more pay per view buys in the sport of boxing in the UK than Anthony Joshua and Andrew Ruiz too. Think about that. Think about that. So the argument about what has Andrew Ruiz done? What's this again? It's the story of the fight. Does it matter? You put, you have to look at the situation, the circumstances, and the and the history between the two fighters. Same thing. I used to say this with, with about De, uh, Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. Well, Anthony, what has uh, Wilder ever done? What, what that fight would have been huge, regardless of just like Ruiz Joshua two was huge in the UK pay per view buys wise. That fight would have been huge, too. It didn't matter what Wilder did. It matters when you put the two people together. People, would, Everyone was talking about that fight. It was a can't miss. It didn't matter what Deontay Wilder did. If Anthony Joshua fought Deontay Wilder, that would have been the Manny Pacquiao Floyd Mayweather of boxing in the UK. That would have been insane. It would have been insane. Yeah, no, no, nothing would have competed with that. So it, it it doesn't matter what Deontay Wilder sold. Doesn't matter what Dillian White sold. Doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter what Ruiz sold because again, that story of that fight was is Ruiz a one hit wonder, and can Joshua redeem himself? People wanted to see. People wanted to see. No, absolutely. And like I said, I don't really recall this amount of outrage when Matchroom Boxing, Eddie Hearn, at the time they were promoting the, by the way, three-belt heavyweight world champion at the time, four if you count the IBO, in Anthony Joshua, offering essentially less than 20% to Dillian White, who, by the way, turned it down. Um at the time, Joshua was making like 30 to 35 million a fight. So you heard me break it down if it's a $25 million fight. Well, if it's a $40 million fight and you're offering a guy $5 million, that's less than 20%. Recall, I don't recall people complaining this much about it. Um, people say, oh, well, Maestro, you know, uh, Dillian White is a pay per view star in the UK. Fury's done terrible numbers on pay per view. He's not even been on pay per view. Well, there's a reason for that. He's been fighting under an ESPN top-ranked contract. His fights have been in the United States. They've been on BT Sport in England. And the fights have been taking place at like 5 a.m. in the morning. Dillian White's fights have all been uh, in, in UK time, whether it's in Gibraltar or happening in England itself. And they happen in regular UK primetime television slots. So, of course, 
if you're looking at it that way, uh, th- those will do uh, good numbers on, on UK TV. No arguments with that. But to say that Fury hasn't been doing that in the last three years, it's an obvious reason why. He's been fighting in the U.S. exclusively. Uh, last thing I wanted to say, Joe, is uh, Usyk got a, a, a pretty much the same amount of money to fight Anthony Joshua. But I guarantee you, Anthony Joshua got more than $20 million to face Usyk in his last fight. Joe. Once again, all you got to do is look at the history of splits, right? When Floyd Mayweather was the, the face of boxing, right? He was he was making $30 million, $33 million, and his opponents were making $1.5 million, $2 million, $3 million, right? These guys were getting, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't even getting 20%, right? And I'm not taking anything away from Dillian White. Don't get me wrong. But once again, if you look at Anthony Joshua, what he what he has made and what his opponents have made, the only guy that ever that ever w- was on equal footing with, with Anthony Joshua was Vladimir Klitschko. Everyone else that he fought, he got... And, and again, Dillian White got offered $5 million by Eddie Hearn. And then he turns around. So Dillian White is such a superstar on the UK. He's such a pay-per-view star on the UK. And back in 2019, pre-pandemic, when all this shit wasn't going on and it wasn't, wasn't uh, you know, economic uncertainty in, in the world, he was offered $5 million and he turned it down. And then Eddie Hearn goes and pays Big Baby Miller seven. So Big Baby Miller was nowhere near as popular as Dillian White. But the fight was in New York, of course, and more people know Big Baby Miller in New York. But once again, if Anthony Joshua fought Dillian White in the UK, that would have been a much bigger fight than Anthony Joshua versus Big Baby Miller in, in, in New York, no? So why why was Dillian White only offered five million for that fight, and then and then they turn around and give Big Baby Miller seven? Why did Eddie Hearn do that? Why was it okay for Eddie Hearn to lowball Dillian White? But now it's a different story. This whole th- where where I'm where I'm not following along here, and and what really makes me question this whole situation is the starting point being the starting point being at ten million. So that means they want to go up from 10, right? 100%. That that throws me for a loop. And this whole thing about holding strong to 45%. It makes no sense. And at the end of the day, if you're Fury, what number should you start your negotiation at? Well, let me guess. 55, 45, right? That's where you're going to start a negotiation uh, as a businessman. No, you're going to start, especially if you have a strong... A position you've got strong leverage you're going to start with the biggest number you can get or that you think you can get and again when you break it down into the numbers of the fight and you think about what fury's been making his last few fights roughly 20 million dollars a fight i believe even more than that in a couple of them well if this is a 25 million dollar fight then that's 20 million to fury 5 million to white with an option for an upside off pay-per-view. And people, well, if it's on the zone, so how could it possibly on be on pay-per-view? Well, 
the price point for DAZN right now is pretty much equivalent to what ESPN Plus is in the United States. It's like five, five, uh, probably about cool. $6 with the conversion. And Eddie Hearns made it clear that for the big events, they'll probably do a little purchase option, much like we have it with ESPN Plus here in the United States. Joe. Here's the thing, right? I don't think this will be on Sky, right? Because Eddie Eddie doesn't do business with Sky anymore, right? So it won't be on Sky pay-per-view, right? So Eddie's been talking about how the zone may for the right fights have to do pay-per-views, right? This is this going to be would this be the zone's first pay-per-view? So then you have to ask yourself, okay, the zone's never done a pay-per-view before. And all of a sudden, people who who have subscribed to the zone are used to paying their monthly fee and getting getting the all all the you know all these cards every month, right? So now you're going to all of a sudden turn around and just tell them, "Oh yeah, we, we we're going to make you pay pay for this pay-per-view fight," which I would gladly buy. I would still buy it. But would there be any backlash? Would would there be any backlash from his own subscribers? So. I don't you think, think so. you, you think they would still buy it? Real quick, I got to give a super chat to Sly. Apologies for everybody in the chat. It's going to be a little more difficult to highlight the comments today. I'm going to get it fixed for next time. We're trying something new here today. But Sly Tendencies came through with the $5 super chat. And he says, you two are the only ones on YouTube being real about this. Dillian ain't worth 10 at the start, especially when you just got iced by a washed Povetkin. Joe Habib. Yeah, again, I want Dillian White to get this fight. And if Fury does not fight Dillian White, I will be upset. But Dillian White did price himself out of a heavyweight title fight before. Okay? Is is he going to do it again? Is he going to do it again? The quickest, the old adage in boxing, the quickest way to get out of a fight? Price yourself out of it. And, and that's not what I want... I want to see happen here. But again, I am not for the 80-20. But Joshua gave Ruiz 17%. As as Ruiz the champ, Ruiz was the champion. Ruiz said four belts if you four belts. And he got and he got 17%. And mind you, mind you. Usyk got about that amount too when he took him on. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear who the fuck is Andrew Ruiz. Andrew Ruiz has the pay per view record right now with Anthony Joshua in the UK, so he's not a nobody, right? And Tyson Fury, who's not known, who was not known, was supposed to be a nobody in the United States, and we've been told for years how Deontay Wilder was a nobody. How the fuck did they do eight hundred fifty thousand pay per view buys? Uh, you know, during a pandemic, right? What was that second fight? That fight, that second fight was when the pandemic just started, right? Yeah, and as Kent Rand says, AJ offered Wilder flat fee equivalent to twelve point five percent. And Again, Eddie Eddie Hearn didn't have I, a problem with that. Eddie Hearn is notorious for doing this to to, to challengers to his A side fighters or, or fighters he promotes. He's notorious for doing it. Wasn't there a featherweight unification fight? Uh, that he proposed and he, he was offering someone a, a, a million dollars or some shit like that. And they were like, no, nah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to take that. Fight. I forget what fight it was. It was a featherweight unification and he offered someone a million, a million dollars. Josh Warrington. I'm trying to think of who he's. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the fight. It was, 
but but I'll, I'll have to go back and take a look at it. But he's been notorious for for lowballing people, right? So Deontay Wilder was a nobody, and Tyson Fury is a UK guy, not knowing the United States, and they did eight hundred fifty thousand pay per view buys. And 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 what did the second, what did the third fight do? Like six hundred, six hundred something, six hundred fifty thousand pay per view buys. Lennox was best. AJ offered White a ridiculous amount because AJ would have fought but wanted to go to USA for bigger things. But that, that wasn't a bigger... Fighting Big Baby Miller is not a bigger fight than fighting Dillian White in the UK. It's just not. Uh, the, the Big Baby Miller fight would not have been as big. And I'm it telling would, you that... It would not have grossed as much yeah. money. Uh, Lennox, I'm telling you that honestly. And, you know, we agree on the most important thing. At Lennox was best. Let's get that clear. Dinging the bell just for that. But there's no way in hell the big baby Miller fight would have been as big as a, a rematch with with uh, White. And the only reason, to be honest, that the fight with Ruiz was even as big as it was was because of the knockdowns and the upset. If, that, if JJ went in and blew out Ruiz, it would just been uh, considered a nondescript, you know, uh, optional title defense mismatch it but it was a much bigger fight than it was because of the turmoil of what happened and as joe said ruiz went into the, to the rematch with three legit title belts and got way less than 20 percent. and i'm not even saying white should get 20 percent. i'm just saying it's not as crazy as people out there kind of seem to want to make it out to be especially when you consider Usyk just made less than that to, to, to take on AJ. You know, you know what's funny, too? You know what's funny, too? Dillian White is sitting there talking all this trash about the WBC. And I and, and again, I'm not... I think Dillian White should be upset. I think Dillian White has been treated poorly by the WBC. I think he should have gotten his mandatory title shot. I'm all on board with that. But you're sitting there and you're throwing obstacles in the way because they did make you the mandatory... But then you turned around and sued them to make sure that they go through with it after they finally did make you the mandatory. Now you're going through arbitration. You're dragging this thing out till March. You're prolonging it. And you're all the while, you're taking legal action against WBC. Now, now it's going to arbitration. And you and Eddie Hearn have been trashing the WBC. Do you think that after all that's going on right now, they're going to go turn around and try to do you any favors now? Well, I thought... And, I thought, and, 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 and if the WBC is, 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 is so dishonorable and they're so unfair, then fuck them. Why even fight for the title? Go, there's, there's fucking four other titles out there. You want to count the IBO? There's three other major titles out there that you can fucking fight for. Well, well, well you know, I, I remember um, I was asking someone, I was like, what? Because people are like, oh, well, Fury's a bitch. Fury's ducking. Maestro, how could you back this guy? Look, number one, I'm not backing Fury in this. I'm just laying out the reality of the situation. And no, he's not ducking. Was was uh, AJ ducking uh, Dillian when he offered him $5 million in, in a fight where he was probably going to be paid $35 million, Less than 20%? Was he ducking then? First of all, this is I, I, I don't understand that. First of all, you know, people are, are putting this on Fury, right? And Fury has a hit, there's no question. Fury has a history of pulling out of fights. Fury is a very unreliable guy when it comes to holding the mantle of being champion. He's not been 
the epitome of being a champion. I can vouch for that. I, I agree with that. Has he pulled out of fights? Yes. Is he his own worst enemy at times? Yes. Does he contradict himself? Yes. Uh, does he troll? Yes. That's fine. But the facts of the matter here are, everyone's talking like, oh, well, well, Ty Tyson Fury is, is avoiding white because of the because of this offer. Tyson Fury doesn't make offers. His promoter, his promoter, his promoter is the one. His promoter is the one that's making the offer. So if Bob Arum is because Bob Arum and, and and Frank Warren have to get paid too, right? So they're not going to sit there and give somebody forty five percent because MTK that's taking money. That's taking money off uh, off their table. MTK's got to get paid too. Yeah, so, so management company. The management companies, everyone's getting a piece. So Fury's not the one. Just like Eddie Hearn was was sitting there saying, you know, Deontay Wilder sent me an email. He's not the one that makes the offers. His 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 promoters and managers are the ones that that make the offers. So it's the same thing with Tyson Fury. Like Ty, Tyson Fury's not the one that's like saying this is 80-20. This Bob Arum saying it's 80-20. If I'm gonna fucking if I'm gonna uh, put this fight up, it's gonna be it's gonna be 80-20. So that's Bob. That's on Bob Arum. It's not on Tyson Fury. First of all, this is how this is how the the, the money flow works. The promoter gets paid by the network. Then the promoter pays the fighter. The fighter doesn't say to another fighter, "This is what I'm gonna pay you." Now a fighter can say yes or no to a split. That's true, but he's not the one that determines the split necessarily. It's the it's the people who, who are the one who are the ones representing the fighters that determine the split. Why? Because they they're negotiating in their not only in the fighters' best interest, but they're negotiating in their own best interest so they can get paid too. You think Bob Arum is going to leave money on the table for himself? Well, Lennox was best says AJ was offered White a ridiculous amount because AJ would have fought but wanted to go to you. Oh, I said that one already. Uh, the other one he said that I actually wanted to get to, my fault Lennox was best, uh, you said that... Um, that, you, that he, he, yeah, he went, he went over the splits in, in Saudi. In Saudi and, and Lennox... It was, said, it was an 83-17 split. 70, $70 million in the Ruiz match... Uh, work it out yourself. Ruiz made about fifteen million. Okay, so he made fifteen million. Yeah, that's not of, true. That's he, not true. It was reported but, at it was reported at thirteen. But 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 let let let's say it was fifteen million. Okay, uh, let's say it was let let's say it was uh fifteen million out of what would that be eighty five million? Right. Yeah. yeah. What would the percentage be? Uh. Let's look that up. I'm going to do some quick math here. That's 17%. 17 percent. You want to round it up? It's 18 percent because it's 17.647 percent. So again, um, not quite getting that. And if and if White again was offered five million and AJ was making about 35 million at it out at, at the time, so let's call it five out of 40 million. I'm 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 catching similar vibes here, Joe, because Eddie, that means that Eddie Hearn offered White 17.64%. And <laughs> that, I don't that's and I, a standard rate, I guess, for an AJ opponent, right? Yeah, 
45.6%. AJ's not giving challenges 45%. And AJ, as the challenger, gave the champion, the unified champion with four belts, 17%. And I don't want to hear the argument, well, what has Andy Ruiz sold? He's never done this. He's never done that. He's one half of the record record in the UK for boxing pay-per-views. He sold more boxing pay-per-views than, Klitsch right? than Klitschko. Klitschko is a, is, a, is a Hall of Famer. Andrew Reese, will, I, I, with all due respect, I, I don't think he'll, he'll, he'll be a Hall of Famer when he retires, in my opinion. Um, I should, I'm not saying that in a disrespectful way, but I'm just being honest. Vladimir Klitschko is, is a national treasure, treasure in the sport of boxing. He's a legend. He's, he's a Hall of Famer, right? So here's the thing. Now, Andrew Weiss is nowhere even close to Vladimir Klitschko in status. But how did he? How did Joshua sell more pay-per-view buys with Andrew Weiss than he did with Vladimir Klitschko? Why? Because it was the story of the fight. Every, that, that, because Joshua lost and because Ruiz won being, being a 20-to-1 underdog, Peep, that's what that's what interested people in that fight. No one was going to sit there and say, well, well, who the fuck is Andrew Ruiz? He, he, he never did anything on paper. No, he became the heavyweight champion of the world. You okay, know? I'm going to bring up my brother Lennox again. Uh, Lennox is back. Uh, he, Lennox uh, said, and I'm going to bring up Lennox's quote here. I keep pulling up the old Lennox. Let me uh, fix that here real quick. Uh, Lennox has made clear that he was throwing out random numbers uh, and that his main point was that they were that they were uh, big paydays. So he says, I was throwing random numbers out. It was huge paydays. Uh, that was his point. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a huge payday, right? 13 million, 15 million. We'll give you the 15. But when you're saying that it's out of 85 million because Joshua got 70 million for that fight, the percentage is actually quite low. And that's Andy Ruiz going into a fight against the guy that he just knocked the fuck out and battered around the ring in the United States. And he got 17%. And he got 17%. He went, he, in got there 17%. Three, he went in there with three belts, four if you count the IBO. He got 17%. Dillian White is one fight removed from literally getting sparked out. Oxygen masks, EMTs, stretchers uh, in Eddie Hearn's backyard against Alexander Povetkin. And he's getting offered $5 million uh, in a title fight as a title challenger who's never won a title and isn't rematching a guy who he just knocked out. You know, again, I'm not here playing uh, legal for, for Tyson Fury, but Tyson's doing his job. His team's doing its job more to the point. And Eddie Hearn's doing his job, talking a good game, Backing up his guy and Dillian White, I just tend to think, and as somebody who observes the, the sport, there is a level of vitriol and visceral reaction to Fury that is inconsistent with uh, the reasonable ways in which people otherwise will look at a situation. We only need look at the comparisons we've given. Offers to Wilder to fight Joshua. Offers to Usyk to fight Joshua. 
offers to Ruiz to fight Joshua and offers to, yes, Dillian White to fight Joshua. I never remember anybody saying, oh, wow, this guy's trying to duck this opponent. Like, look at these low ball offers. He, he, this is crazy that Dillian White is only getting offered five uh, million, five and a half million to fight uh, Joshua. I didn't hear it, Joe. I just did it. Well, here's the thing. Um, you know, Dillian White's purses have been all over the place. Um, you know, over in the UK, when you hear reports of what fighters get paid, the the, the, the numbers are varied. So you have to just take, like, if, you, if you're getting three numbers, I, I just take the three numbers and I try to come up with a happy medium, an average amount, whatever. So they're saying that, that uh, Dillian White got uh five million against uh Pavekin, right? But once again, you know, he was the A side, he you know, he's the UK guy, whatever. I get that. So of course he's gonna he's of course he's gonna get a big chunk of that pie because um Pavekin's getting a smaller piece. But when you're going in there with the with the, with a, a bigger name than yourself, right? And you're trying to divvy up the pot and you're claiming you're claiming that you want 45%. I, I just never seen in the history of the sport when an A side has ever given uh, a B side 45%. Joshua's never done it. And he went 50-50 with Klitschko because technically, I mean, there really wasn't an A side in that fight, right? Based off of Klitschko's reputation and who he was and what he's accomplished in the sport, you can argue that that they were on equal footing at the time. You know? Yeah, I mean, I came I came across a comment on uh, on another channel. Um, it was actually a channel of, of uh, I'll actually just say the channel, is Boxing Social, which I watch quite regularly. They're interviewing Dean White, who was, you know, obviously spe speaking up for, uh, for Dillian White. But I th there was a comment that I found quite funny. Uh, it was uh, by a guy named B Sample. He says, here we go. Uh, Dean Suleiman crying for his brother. It's perfectly fair. White got sparked twice and declared 300,000 pounds. If they average his purses, he wouldn't get 5%. Pricing himself out yet again, demanding 10 million. He's got the rolling laughing eyes emojis here. He's a free agent. Top Rank's initial offer was $5.5 guaranteed, more than Usyk jo got against Joshua, and he won't even come to the table. Aha. Uh, I mean, it's, there's some valid points there. If, if, you, if, you're, if you're saying, I'm sitting down and my starting point is $10 million and I'm and, and I'm not and I'm not budging from 45%, then you have to ask yourself, do you really want the fight? But here, you know what's happened too, though? By this, taking... is the, this will be the second time, though, he'll price himself out of a fight. But Not the first, but the second. I want to I wanna end on this before we get to the last couple things to talk about, Joe. What's interesting to me, though, is that now none of this has even really mattered because the WBC made a ruling. Um, they, they've kind of forced his hand. It's now an official 80-20 split. It's at the discretion of the WBC. Purse bids are set for January the 11th. You know, if Eddie Hearn wins with whatever bid, you know, White's going to get 20% of that. What, what, 
what negotiating play does he have now? Like what what leverage does he have? It's not he's I mean evaporate. He's got none. He's not in a position of power. He's just not. He's not in a position of power. He has no leverage. And is 20% fear? No. It's not. Is the WBC uh, doing a little get back against Dillian White for, for what they for what Dillian White's done to him? Yeah. I mean, obviously, if I'm Dillian White, I would not be happy with the WBC. But I would I'd be sit, sitting there saying to myself, just like in certain situations when I'm at work or when I'm dealing with people, um, I have to bite my tongue sometimes. I have to play ball sometimes, even though I don't want to. I have to, right? Yeah. This is one of the this is one of those situations where Dillian White had to play ball. And what did he do? He didn't play ball. He made it tougher for himself by doing what he did, right? By taking this, by, by suing the WBC and ultimately having it go to arbitration, right? So now they can't even negotiate. They can't even start negotiating right. Well, they can negotiate, but they really can't do anything until March, right? They really can't do anything to March because that's when the arbitration is going to be completed, right? So the purse bid starts what January 11th. Yeah, just so I guess I guess I guess if they could come, I guess if they could come to a deal, um, you know, whoever wins the purse bids and they can come to a deal, then I guess the arbitration's not won't be needed. I, I, no, I mean the, the ops, uh, look. Here's the thing about the arbitration, um, and I've been involved in an arbitration, right? Arbitration happens independent of the body with which you have your dispute, sure. right? So he's having his dispute with the WBC. He's like, this is not a fair process. I don't agree with this. We need somebody independent. I want to go to arbitration. But the WBC said, look, it's 80-20. We've called for a purse, a purse, uh, purse bid. You know, if you... If you refuse, then yeah, you refuse. We'll go to you with arbitration, but that's not going to stop what's happening here because what's happening here is we've mandated this fight to take place. We've said you're entitled to 20%. If you refuse that, well, now Fury gets to go next man up or I guess it's an optional defense, and he's talked himself out of yet another opportunity at a title. I just don't know where he goes but if he doesn't accept the 20% at this point. What, what does he do? He wait, He sits on the bench waiting for arbitration? He fights who that's going to pay him more money than Fury? So let me ask you this. So if they can't come to a deal, yep, right, and then the arbitrator decides, okay, well, we think based on what Dillian White's made and, and based on what Fury's made, we think a fair compromise would be a 70-30 split, right? Who who says that though? Who makes the arbit- say the arbitrator determines that? Well, the thing is, I doubt the arbitration is gonna take place before this purse split. This purse bid. No, say the, the purse bid comes, you know, it, it, Eddie Aaron wins the purse bid. Yeah. The WBC is still gonna hold strong to the 80-20. Yes. Okay. But say the say the arbitrator decides, well, we don't think 80-20 is fair. We think it should be 70-30. Will the arbitrator overrule the WBC? Uh, it sounds like he might be able to. If if Now, is a WBC, has the WBC, just like they did in the situation uh, with um, 
Wilder and Fury. That's how Wilder got his fight because now I believe that WBC has agreed it's arbitration. to to go think, along to go along with the arbitrator's decision in this I, case. I think so. I think that generally the WBC has instituted an arbitration policy to fall, to to mediate these these situations yeah. because they don't so, want to go to the courts. So Maybe this arbitration replaces the courts. This could work out for Dillian White. Maybe if, but he's not going to, it's not, he's not going to, he's not going to get what he wants. He wants 45. He's not getting 45. He's not getting 45. I don't think. So say the arbitrator gets, gives him 30%. Yeah. So the WBC will have to, will have to, they'll they'll go along with that because they've agreed to, to, to um, go along with what the arbitrator says. Right. So it's 70, 30, right. So at 70-30, if Dillian White walks away, whose fault is it? Is it Fury's? Are people going to turn around and say, oh, well, he's being lowballed? I mean, at 70-30, Fury would probably make less than he made in his last fight, or last couple fights. Um, and uh, I guess, you know, he he probably... I think, I, I think regardless of whatever the split is, Fury's going to make more, he's going to make less than he made in his last two fights because it's, yeah. it's, not, it's not as big a fight as... This fight's not as big as a fight as the two Wilder fights were. Yeah, so I, I, I so he's think, he's gonna he's not gonna make as much anyways, regardless. No, absolutely. My 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 point was that I don't think that that is gonna lead to him wanting to not take the fight because he's not gonna make that much money fighting against m- many other people. You know, um, look, I, personally, I just hope this fight happens. Uh, you know, we'll see and, what and, happens. And, and Scant Rance is one hundred percent correct. He's one hundred percent correct because. He says Wilder wasn't worth much, but has participated in a fight that's grossed more money than any fight AJ's ever been involved in. And he's true. He's correct. Because um didn't didn't uh, that second fight with Fury wasn't that the largest heavyweight gate in history? Yeah, I think it was in terms live of live gate, live gate, live gate. Gross. Yeah. Was that the highest gross live gate? History? Yeah, not factoring for inflation, obviously, but in yeah, in the total number, I believe yeah, I believe yeah. it was. Because people can understand those those fights in the UK, the pay per views are wrong. Lennox is saying wrong, so we'll see. Uh, may oh in Nevada, yes, in Nevada, yes, that's true. In Nevada, oh, it was also, in Nevada, okay, yeah, in Nevada, because I was thinking also that that Tyson Lewis was obviously in Memphis, and that that's was a big, that was a bigger gate. So in Nevada. Okay. Yeah, okay, in the bottom. Nevada, okay, thank you for the Nevada correction. Not, calcul- not calculating for inflation, but it was still a big gate. You know what the live gate was? You know what the live gate was for, for Klitschko versus um, Joshua? It was less, even though it, it was in a stadium. You know what it was, though? It was in a 90,000-seat stadium. You know, we know what the, 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 gross, the, the live gate gross for that fight was? What, like 5 million pounds? No, it was 13 million. Oh, 13 million pounds. I should have guessed higher. I, yeah. I guessed way too low. 13 million, right? Thirteen I million. Guessed, I should have guessed. And, and and Wilder Fury two was in front of what sixteen thousand people. It grossed the live gate was twenty seven million. Yeah. So again, I mean, you just got to. This is what people don't understand. When you when you're dealing when you're dealing with these UK prices, they're like four to five times cheaper than United States prices. The pay per views over there are what. What are they? Thirty? They're thirty bucks. So they're, yeah, they're about thirty bucks. Uh, and, they're, usually, and they're eighty usually, over here. Usually nineteen 
99 pounds to 24.99 pounds or whatever 95 or whatever once you do the the conversion yeah it's about 30 bucks at most you know 30 bucks at most so you know it is what it is uh joe i want to i want to transition uh quickly to uh to to two last things you know I've debated a lot of people over the years in terms of the UFC being the model for boxing and, you know, UFC kind of being where it's at now and taking over boxing. And, you know, count me among the the few that call themselves boxing fans uh, that are also happy with what Jake Paul has been doing. But uh, I, I think Jake Paul is is great, especially what he's doing as it relates to exposing the UFC, I, I did a video on it on my channel, Maestro A Boxing. People can look for it later. Um, and I do want to get your thoughts on it, Joe. You know, I I, I want to actually go to first. Actually, first what I'll do is this. I'll outline what happened. So Jake Paul took to social media on Saturday. Uh, it was actually my wife who pointed it out to me and said, look, I'll retire from boxing if Dana White does three things. One. Uh, increases fighter pay uh, from beyond $12,000 minimum uh, for a fight or a fighter. Uh, two, gives fighters 50% revenue sharing, uh, which is essentially equivalent to what the NBA players get in, in NBA basketball. And three, provide long-term uh, healthcare coverage to uh, UFC fighters. And... I found it very, very interesting and also quite funny, um, Joe, that Dana White took to Instagram uh, to respond to this. And, um, you know, I I find it very interesting that that he did that. And I want to play some of the video for you, Joe. Uh, Again, this is straight off of his Instagram. So you don't got to be worried about the copyrights or anything like that but i just want to get your your response to this joe and uh tell me what you think about mr dana white and his views on on uh on jake paul here we go jake you never responded to the challenge you publicly stated that i use cocaine i do not so i told you you could randomly cocaine test me for the next 10 years i believe that you're a cheater and I believe that you use steroids. So I want to randomly steroid test you for the next two years. And that thing that you came out with today, nobody on earth thinks that you really wrote that. You're too stupid. And for those of you that don't know, if you've ever watched one of his fights and you see when they do the stare down, the guy that's standing in the middle with the warlock nose and the big warlock ward on his face, Apparently, that's his manager. And that guy used to be an accountant for me. And let's just say this. He no longer works for me. And I think he's a scumbag. But if you two think that you can do it better than we do, uh, you know, we're doing this whole thing wrong. You could treat the fighters better than we do. Knock yourself out. Go start your own business. It's easy to do. Go get the warlock on it. The warlock can get it started for you. What you and the warlock should be focused on is your business. You're tanking. You can't sell pay-per-views. You know, no, yeah, you're calling out Jorge Masvidal 
because he's a pay-per-view superstar. Nate Diaz. All right, I don't I don't need to go any further than that. My my first takeaways, Joe, before I go to you real quick. Number one, he's telling on himself. Uh, he wants us to believe, I guess, that Jake Paul doesn't know what he's talking about, yet he owns up to the fact that the guy giving Jake Paul his information used to be a UFC accountant. Who's going to know more about UFC business than him? And he doesn't respond to any of the actual allegations or, 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 uh, or stipulations that Jake Paul put up. Instead, he flips it and makes it about cocaine and steroids. Joe, what, what are your thoughts on, on Jake Paul and what's going on with him? Kind of, kind of taking on the side of UFC fighters. I, I have a lot of respect for Dana White, um, in terms of his intelligence when it comes to business. How to, you know, the way he marketed the UFC and how he made it such a big entity like it is right now. He's been a big part of that. But you have to question you know, how he treats the fighters, how how the fighters are getting paid over there. And I, and I will say this, every time fighter pay is brought up to him, whether it be from a reporter, he gets very testy, very angry, very combative about it. It hits a nerve, right? So if you know you're doing the right thing, right? Why do why, like, why does he get so irritated by that? Why is a guy, a YouTuber allowed to get under your skin so much because he's winning. Jake Paul is winning right now because he's forcing you, not forcing you, but he's eliciting a response out of you, which is what he's trying to do. He's trying to get you to get angry and come back at him. When Jake Paul talks about him, he's giggling, he's laughing, he's very dismissive because he's trolling you. But you, you're getting angry about the whole thing. You're pissed off. So is there some truth to it? And you made... You made a phenomenal point. Of course the accountant would know. He's writing the checks. He's doing the general ledger. He knows what's going on. So the argument can be, oh, well, we, we're paying all of our fighters well. We're in boxing. Just the top two guys uh, on the card get paid, whatever. But if you look at it, and you look at the guarantees some of these guys are getting, it's the same over there too. Um, but besides McGregor and who else over there? John Jones was getting $500,000 guarantees. Daniel Cormier was getting $500,000. John Jones doesn't want to fight right now because they wouldn't pay him $10 million yeah. to take on Nganu in what would have been a multi-million dollar pay-per-view. How do you not... Besides, besides Conor McGregor, who really got... Uh, you know who else got paid over there? George, George St. Pierre got paid really well over there. Um, you know you know who got paid more in wrestling? Brock Lesnar. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, on, on my channel, I encourage people to go over and check it out. I also showed an interview with Booker T, King Book, where he essentially talks about why he doesn't like the UFC because he knows that these guys don't get paid. He said even the top guys don't make anywhere close to what the top professional wrestlers make. I mean, Conor, uh, to me, uh, it's, correct me if I'm wrong, but Conor McGregor is the only guy that I know that's a UFC fighter that's ever been on the Forbes list. Am I wrong? I mean, and he, made, he made the list because of boxing, because of the pay-per-view with Floyd. Because of, of endorsements. So, so none, of them, none of them guys are ever on the Forbes. So you can sit there and say what you want about boxing, but Canelo, guys like Canelo, guys like Joshua, guys like Fury, guys like Wilder, even guys like Spence, um, 
Crawford's getting paid. There's a lot of guys in boxing getting paid, bro. And there's a, a, there's a few guys that are getting career high paydays, is in more pay, uh, bigger paydays in their entire career when they fight Jake Paul, Ben Askren, uh, Tyron Woodley. I mean, uh, I didn't even get to get to this. People asked me to play this when I was live, but I didn't have it set up, Joe, but I got it set up now. So I'll play a bit of this and then we can react to it. You can react to it first. This was uh, Jake Paul's response. Again, this was over Instagram uh, to what we just heard from none other than uh, Dana White. In MMA, steroid test me whenever the fuck you want. It is two weeks after my fight, and I am a fat bitch. I don't do steroids, and I take it as a compliment because there's no other excuse to me knocking out all of your champions than this kid does steroids. Look at me. Look at that. A fat bitch. If you steroid test me, then I want to steroid test every one of your fighters. Ooh, you want to do it though, will you? I use cocaine. I'm in St. Bart's, one of the nicest beaches in the world. You're ruining my vacation. We were on a yacht party last night, Meek Mill, Drake, everybody, Mike Tyson going crazy. You have been caught with cocaine and hookers every other week. I use cocaine. And you think that like with all the money that you have, like billionaire or some shit, that you would get some fucking Botox because your forehead looks like a motherfucking <laughs> yes Google map, like all the lines in it and shit. <laughs> I use cocaine. And you say Masvidal is a pay-per-view superstar. Let's go to his last Instagram post. 5,000 likes or 10,000 likes or some shit. Do you realize that my mom, Pam, gets more likes than your pay-per-view superstars? Men lie. Women lie. Dana White lies. Numbers don't. Do you want to talk shit about my manager who is the CFO of your company that helped you sell it to Endeavor? $4 billion? Guy that's standing in the middle. Apparently that's his manager. And that guy used to be an accountant for me. You're just a jealous, ugly fuck. You don't know what true happiness is. You're the definition of a fucking unhappy billionaire who thought that money was going to make their lives better. I feel bad for you. I use cocaine. Long story short, you address nothing that I said. Uh, yeah, as he said, he's just not. You can't. You know, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Go ahead, Joe. You know what's funny? He tries to dismiss that guy off as just an accountant, but he was the CFO. You know what the CFO chief is? Officer. The CFO is like number two. Yeah, on the chief financial officer. He was a number two guy over there, and you know, he's like he was like your your right hand person, right? And you're just trying to dismiss him off as an accountant. That's very disingenuous. And as he says... I accepted your challenge. I said I would fight MMA. I said that I would retire from boxing. And you avoided all of that shit. Hold on. Also, instant replay. There was a fucking UFO in the back of this video. Side note, but like fucking Joe Rogan, aliens, we're all fucked. It shows that you are in a corner. You're a dog in a corner trying to fight to save his whole company. And the embarrassment that I put you through. Everybody sees it, and what you can't accept or love or appreciate is that I'm trying to change the sport forever, and you are one of the most selfish, capitalistic motherfuckers that I've ever seen, and everybody else needs you, Dana. I'm the only person that doesn't need you, and I don't give a fuck about you, but all these people, all your fighters, all of them, they can't say shit because you'll just bench them. You met your maker. I'm not going to stop. Welcome to the show, ladies <laughs> The bottom line, Dana, is that you won't add health care for your fighters, because you don't give a fuck about them. And you're too much of a greedy bitch to pay your minimum fighter more than $12,000 for risking their lives. What a janitor makes.
You're going to pay them $50,000, Dana. Stop avoiding my point. So, yeah, uh, Jake Paul, uh, I don't really think Dana White should uh, invest much more time in trying to go back and forth. The fact that he's responding to him says says it all, bro. Says it all. 100%. Uh, I found that entire thing very funny. Um, probably do a little bit more commentary on it uh, tomorrow. Last thing I wanted to say, Joe, and we'll do a, probably a more extensive episode about this topic is, you know, we've talked on Sucker Punch about the vaccine. Uh, people are vaccine hesitant. Uh, you know, their mandates around around masks, around uh, getting the vaccine to stay employed. Look, uh, I'm double vaxxed. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I took the vaccine last week, uh, actually not even all, just last week, up until essentially yesterday when I had to go back to work. I was in bed for four days straight, uh, wasn't able to do the round table, uh, wasn't doing what I usually do, which is call up my man Joe to talk boxing. Uh, in bed, super amount of fever, uh, you know, aches and pains, super uh, fatigued, double vax. I got hit by the Delta variant, guys. Uh, I don't know what this vaccine did, but it didn't really seem to help me very much. I'm, you know, if you could tell from my voice, but I'm still dealing with it right now. Uh, D-Style, too. He came out and said he had, he got COVID, too. He was, he was sidelined for like a week or something like that. Bro, it's nothing. It's not, it's no joke. It's no but, joke. But I'll tell you one person who hasn't gotten sick. That's me. That's me. You know why? Because I got ever since I got I got I got uh the virus back in no, last November, right? Mm-hmm. I mean I'm, I'm vaccinated too, but I haven't had any issues because I have the natural immunity to the to the thing. And now you now you will have the natural immunity to it too. So you know um, the natural immunity, I think, in my opinion, is better than the vaccine as Joe Rogan had, had stated, and Sanjay Gupta questioned him on that, right? So, yeah. so let me ask you this. So it's been a year and I've never, I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten sick again since I've, since I've, uh, since I had the natural, the, the antibodies and the natural immunity in my system. Bro, I'm sitting here with you right now. You know, every now and again, I've been hitting my mute button to cough. Yeah. It literally feels like I've got a 20 pound, or uh, a 20 kilogram, uh, plate on my chest oh yeah 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 that's the worst part about it your Uh, chest feels so heavy it feels so heavy and congested you know and steven said it here i had a a friend of mine tell me he's like well maestro you know you you didn't go to the er like you didn't die i I don't think i would have died if i didn't he wouldn't have died if he wasn't vaccinated because i didn't die i didn't die when i got it either i can't imagine it being much worse uh than it's been for me the last four days uh in bed I didn't die uh, when I got it. I didn't go to the hospital when I got it. Waking waking up, Joe. Um, and I'm 52. Times a night, my wife is changing the sheets because they're soaking because of how much I've been sweating, you know, changing my clothes multiple times. That's I spoke crazy. to D-Style. Same thing with him. Uh, double vaxxed, and this was the outcome. A uh, lot of money has been spent on this vaccine. Um, apparently, the solution now, Joe, is for me to go out and get boosted, right? You know, well, uh, my answer, the vaccines didn't, 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 didn't do it because you didn't get boosted. Well, 
I had the Delta variant. I didn't even have the Omicron. And uh, look, I, I, I've, I've got just as many questions about all of this as I had before I got sick. Oh, yeah. Just as many questions, you know? So uh, listen, uh, I want to send everyone out uh, over to my brother HCP, El Capitan de Style Boxing. I'm going to drop the link uh, in the chat, everybody. All right. I'm going to drop it for all of you. I'm going to drop it like it's hot. All right. It is Tuesday night. HCP is live. Let them know that Joe Habib and Maestro sent you out over there. This has been Sucker Punch. Uh, Joe, it's been a pleasure. I want to great do show, man. Great back show on your channel every now and again. We'll go back and forth, right? Appreciate and, it, brother. Uh, I want everybody who's over here. If you're not subscribed to my channel, head over to my channel, man. YouTube.com, okay, slash Maestro A Boxing. Um, subscribe over there. I'm gonna type it into the chat right now for you. All right, and. I also want to send you out to my other channel where we do Sucker Punch. And that channel is called Pro Smoke, all right? Pro Smoke. Get a little bit heavier into the politics on that one. All right, so put in those two links in there. Uh, please head out to them. We got Maestro A Boxing. We've got Pro Smoke. This is Joe Habib. Uh, slot tendencies hit us with one last super chat. I want to get to that before we get up out of here, Joe. Slide tendencies, thank you so much for the chat, my brother. The super chat, slide tendencies says, um, very nice message from Mr. Slide Tendencies. He says, Glad you're feeling better, Maestro. Great show, Joe. Thank you so much. That was from Slide Tendencies. Uh, Joe. That's it for Sucker Punch, right? That's it, my friend. All right, we're up out of here, guys. You guys take care. <laughs> Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. I know you're going to dig this. Hey,